Looks like football, baby. <laughs> What up and welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. It is Tuesday, September 14th. We're getting you set for the waiver wire heading into week two of the NFL season. Hopefully you guys had a successful week one, got some W's. If you didn't, don't fret. Long season still to go. I know I made a couple bad lineup decisions that I'm regretting already, but that's the joy of this game. and That's why we love it. It's just agonizing sometimes when you're watching those decisions uh, quickly go the opposite way. But don't worry, we are going to be set for the long haul here on the Dynasty Warzone Network. So I appreciate you tuning into this show. If you haven't noticed already, we have a jam-packed slate of content coming at you on pretty much every single day here on the network. So number one, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Number two, make sure you're subscribed, notifications turned on, everything on YouTube, because we have a bunch of live shows uh, coming at you every single week, uh, including this very show, the Fantasy Football Smackdown, is going to be back here every single Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, ahead of Thursday Night Football. So again, that's 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday. I'm going to bring some of my favorite starts and sits, and I'm going to be answering your questions live here on the show. So come hang out. And then on Sunday as well, we're doing a live show. Memphis did a 90-minute pregame show before kickoff, answering all your questions, last-minute news items. Had some breaking news, including some late inactives. So we got you got our instant takes right, uh, right live here on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed. But uh, again, the Fantasy Football Smackdown, covering the waiver wire, getting you set 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday. Those start sets. And then do not forget, YouTube only waiver wire sniping i give you all the names that you need to know the players that you should stash on the end of your bench before kickoff each and every week so that you don't have to fret you don't have to worry about putting in these waiver claims or wasting your fab money just pick them up for free but if you missed out on week one i got you covered these are the guys that you need to know heading into week two here so uh without further ado let's just do this thing right now uh we're gonna roll right into it so if you're watching on youtube uh, you're going to get to see all the all the pictures, all the stats, all the numbers I got here uh, for you. But uh, so you can always check the show out there. But let's just roll my top three ads, regardless of position. These are your top priorities for the week. Far and away, obviously, I think the headliner is going to be everywhere. Is Elijah Mitchell? Uh, he's eight percent owned in Yahoo leagues. I'm using a fifty percent threshold for ownership. So if you find guys that are over fifty percent owned and they're not factored in here, that is why. Mitchell for me though is going to be the guy to add. Um, Raheem Mostert we already know is going to be out eight weeks. Jeff Wilson might be back for him, so Mitchell might not be the guy all season long. Uh, Trey Sermon I still believe in is going to is going to eventually get his shake here, and I I still think he'll overtake Mitchell long term. Um, but I, I am putting some decent fab money on Elijah Mitchell if I'm a uh, running back needy team. I put at least twenty percent. On Mitchell, and and you're gonna have to pay up because he is the one. He is the guy. Um, so a lot of people are gonna be going after him. So if you want him, you gotta go pay up for him. So, uh, number two on my list, regardless of pos- of position, is Sterling Shepard, thirty nine percent owned. He had a big game, over hundred yards, found pay dirt. Uh, he's got a short week at Washington this week. Be my ne- be my number two ad. And number three, he's forty eight percent owned. I know he didn't have a big game. He had some. He had some decent reception totals, but. Uh, Darnell Mooney, he was on the field nonstop for the Chicago Bears. He's clearly far and away the number two wide receiver there. I think better days ahead for him and that offense. So 
there you go. There's my top three guards of position. Let's dive into the positions here. Quarterbacks, the streamers, the top ad for me. I know Jameis is going to be the headliner for a lot of people. Uh, he's coming off a five-touchdown game, but obviously not many yards if you're paying attention this weekend. My number one QB ad is actually Ben Roethlisberger, who's owned in less leagues, 39%. He's going up against the Las Vegas Raiders who actually, for full disclosure, are playing right now as I'm recording this. But that's a defense that I don't really trust to slow many people down. I think Roethlisberger at home against the Raiders on a short week with the Raiders just playing now on Monday night, that is the that is the play. Um, also, when you factor in that you could play Ben Roethlisberger for two weeks because week three he has Cincinnati at home, Ben Roethlisberger is my number one QB ad this week, followed by Jameis Winston against Carolina, 44% owned. Uh, he's definitely a guy to consider, but he has a tough matchup against New England in week three. Rounding out the top five at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater Jackson at Jacksonville this week, 11% own. He also has the Jets in week three, so that could be a two-week play for you. Mac Jones is my QB4. He has the Jets this week, 26% own. And then Tyrod Taylor coming off a big game against the Jags. This guy runs the ball, so you know he's going to be fantasy relevant. He's only 4% owned. Uh, he has the Browns this week, which is a tougher matchup, but then gets Carolina in week three. So uh, some of these guys are going to be featured again on waiver wire sniping, I can expect. But again, Big Ben. Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Mac Jones, Tyrod Taylor. Those are your top five quarterback ads if you're looking for streamer types. Two stash candidates. These are far and away the easiest names uh, to continue to put on this list. Justin Fields is 51% owned, but if he is available, you need to add him. He will be starting sooner rather than later. And Trey Lance, 45% owned. If you're looking for a stash, if you're starting guys like Bridgewater, Jones, or Taylor, you need to be stashing these guys as hopefully future starters for your team. Do not forget in Superflex League's uh, Taylor Heineke is going to be the starter for the Washington football team. He's playing on Thursday, filling in for Ryan Fitzmagic, who's going to be out for an extended period of time. So Heineke is available everywhere. Taylor Heineke, he is the, your super flex ad for sure. Even over, uh, for me, even over Mitchell, he would be your top ad because quarterbacks are so damn valuable. Drop candidates of the position. I won't, I don't have a ton of names for drop candidates on this show. Cause I, I am going to preach patience a bit. It's only week one. But I don't mind cutting bait. Get out, Matt Ryan. See ya, deuces. It's been real, real shitty. The dude laid an egg week one in an easy matchup at home. Now he's going to play Tampa Bay in week two. Cut this guy off your roster. Pick up any of those other quarterbacks. I am donezo with Matty Ice. Maybe we'll see you later in the year, bro. But uh, for now, you're off my team. 73% owned is insanity. Moving on to the running back position. Now, as I talked about, Elijah Mitchell is my number one ad. He's 8% owned. He, he is the guy to own. Uh, to pick up this week off the waiver wire heading into week two. I will say this. I'm going to preach some patience just a bit here. There are some names that I like, but I think you are going to find that there are going to be some players in your league that are going to freak out on players that they shouldn't after just one week of the NFL season. If you serious, if you don't, I, I don't mind putting in a bid for Mitchell just to see you can go as hard as you want. Maybe you just go a little bit light on him. But then at, behind that, I kind of, I kind of like the strategy of maybe sitting back, seeing what what happens here a bit, and maybe scooping somebody else up off of where the second round of waivers uh, once you see who is dropped in your league. So I would definitely consider that, maybe saving some fab, saving that priority, kind of sitting back, seeing how it works, and then uh, going from there. So Mitchell, far away, though, is the, the top ad across the board, and he's the number one running back ad. Again, only 8% owned in Yahoo. Number two for me is actually James White. I like what I saw from him. Uh he had over five receptions, which is great. That's what you want to see from a passing downs running back. Got four carries. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both fumbled. So does James White, does that carry number go to maybe seven, eight, ten? That would be great. Uh, but I think regardless, James White and PPR should be added. Only 33% owned. 
Um, he's the clear passing downs back and in an offense that will feature one um, with Mac Jones under center. Number three is Kenneth Gainwell. This was the only other Philadelphia running back to touch the ball besides Miles Sanders. Uh, he had nine carries, 37 yards, had that rushing touchdown, had two catches, didn't do much with it, but only 8% owned. Gainwell is far and away the running back to own behind Miles Sanders. Boston Scott was active, played zero snaps. Number four running back for me is Tony Jones Jr., uh, the, the dude saw 11 carries week one in that blowout win against the Packers. I still think this is the guy to, to own as far as, um, you know, obviously the backup there in uh, in New Orleans. So I don't mind st- stashing him away just a bit. I actually have him ahead of a guy that just racked up 26 carries in Mark Ingram, who comes in at number five on my list. They're both owned at about 20% of the league. So uh, my top five running backs overall, again, Elijah Mitchell, James White, Kenneth Gainwell, Tony Jones Jr., Mark Ingram. Uh, but Mark Ingram is kind of in a tier way lower than the rest of these guys um, for me. I, I do not trust that, but I do think he's obviously the lead dog there in Houston. So take that for what it's worth. Not not sure how many times they're going to have positive game script for him. Deeper league ads. Here's a few names that you can take a look on, even in your deepest of leagues, maybe even some dynasty rosters. Wayne Gallman, he was an uh, he was an inactive on a Sunday. I still like stashing him away. I do not really trust Davis to hold down that role. I think Gallman could be the better running back there once he gets a little bit more acclimated with his team. My um, guess, what I'd like to see is him, you know, I want him on my rosters one more week. I just want to see him get in the game against Tampa Bay. Doesn't need to be do much um, in week two, but I just want him active, a couple carries, and then we'll, we'll see how this goes. Number two is actually his, his uh, teammate, Cordero Patterson. He's 3% owned. He was featured a lot in this offense. Um, it's kind of hedging a little bit too. If Gallman isn't the man, I think Patterson's still going to see some work throughout the year. But if you're in a deep, deep league, uh, Patterson's a guy that you could look to stash. And then number three for me uh, is Alex Collins, 1% owned. Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny's already down <laughs> for the count. Uh, he could be put on IR by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, and Collins and him were going head to head for that backup role. Uh, behind Chris Carson. So if you're in a deeper league, Alex Collins needs to be stashed. Two drop candidates here. Sony Michelle did not see a snap until the second half. He's 72% owned, and Zach Moss, 71% owned, wasn't healthy and active as well. These guys aren't clear-cut drop everywhere, but I would definitely drop Sony Michelle and Zach Moss for my top three guys uh, that I mentioned here, Mitchell, White, and Gainwell. I think you can move on from those guys, especially in PPR for sure. Like It's not even a contest, really. Um, but those are some potential drop candidates if you're looking. But uh, Mitchell far and away the best, but, uh, some decent running backs here, especially if you're looking for PPR, cause I think Gainwell can be a James white ish player for you. Moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, I mentioned he was my number two overall ad, uh, at Sterling Shepard. He is only 39% owned. We're going to see him on a quick week here playing on Thursday night football. Dude had nine targets. He led the team in targets and receptions. He had seven receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown in a tougher matchup against the Denver Broncos. Uh, we'll see Kenny Galladay working his way in a little bit more and same thing with, uh, Saquon Barkley. So I don't think Shepard with these numbers, you could point as like, Oh, is he a wide receiver too? I think he's just a flex option. He's a depth piece. Um, but if you're looking to move on maybe from some of the other, uh, guys that you had as flyers, Shepard could be an easy pivot. Number two is Darnell Mooney for me. Uh, he only, he had the five catches, but he had seven targets that was tied for second on the team. And he played a ton of snaps. He was right there with Allen Robinson on snap rate. So I like his upside. Uh, he's under 50% owned, so he makes the list. We're going to drop a bit down now. Uh, with the injury to Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick becomes very interesting. This is a guy that flashed last year with Cortland Sutton down. Uh, he has the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars this week, but I'm not adding Patrick for just a stream option this week. While I think you can still play him uh, in maybe some 14-team or deeper leagues, PPR. Uh, 
the guy had a touchdown this last week. Again, that seems to be what he does. He had a nice touchdown streak last season when he was filling in. Again, only 2% on Tim Patrick's my number three wide receiver ad. Number four, speaking of touchdowns, Zach Pascal, two touchdowns last week. Uh, I had him on my waiver wire sniping article so or podcast, so maybe you added him already. I know I started him in a few deep, deep leagues. He led all the receivers and tight ends. Amongst them, he was the leader in targets. Now, uh, we saw Naeem Hines get a ton of looks, so that offense will feature the running backs. But I think Pascal is the number two wide receiver there behind Pittman, and it might it's closer than a lot of people think, especially when you look at the fact that Pascal's the third wide receiver as far as ownership goes at only 1% owned. He should be a very under-the-radar but popular ad this week, in my opinion. And my last one, 42% owned. He has tough matchups the next two weeks, but Elijah Moore for the Jets. He played a ton of snaps with Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder out. Now, those two could be back, but Moore is still a guy that I really, really do believe in the talent. If I can just stash a guy away, this is this is a guy that I'm looking to stash for sure still in leagues. If his uh, ownership percentage dips, I'm definitely taking a, a jump on that. Deeper league adds the position for the wide receiver. Uh, number one for me is actually Cedric Wilson, 0% owned. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver be filling in for Michael Gallup, who's out three to five weeks. Uh, based off where the Cowboys bye week is, the Cowboys could just hold him out for that entire term, five weeks, sit on him for a bot, the bye week right after that, and then bring him back into this offense. Uh, but regardless, Gallup was placed on IR, so he's going to miss at least three weeks, and Wilson needs to be a priority add in deeper leagues. Again, 0% owned in Yahoo leagues. Number two for me, only 3% owned, is Alan Lazard. I know that even for me, Randall Cobb was getting you know hyped up a bit because Aaron Rodgers brought him into town and everything. Lazard was still being played as far as snap percentage, like the number two wide receiver. Better days ahead for this Green Bay offense. Obviously, they get the Detroit Lions uh, on Monday Night Football. So again, Lazard, 3% owned. He's a guy that I'm interested in. Number three on this list is KJ Hamler. Uh, he had just as many targets as Tim Patrick. He dropped a deep touchdown pass in that game, so that was disappointing. But I like the talent for this younger receiver. He's going to get his opportunities while Jerry Judy's out. Um, and I, I, I do prefer Patrick. And I, and again, I, I didn't put Hamler into that top five of that other list, but I think he's definitely deserving here of this deeper league ads and should be owned in more leagues. Number four, we're, we're going with another KJ, KJ Osborne, uh, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, who was actually tied, uh, with Justin Jefferson with nine targets. He hauled in seven of them for 76 yards. Uh, now cousins threw the ball 49 times on Sunday. I don't really expect that to happen. It was almost five five, you know, four and a half quarters worth of football going the full length of overtime. So I don't know that I expect, you know, both or all of Thielen, Jefferson and Osborne to all get seven or nine plus targets. Uh, but I think Osborne could be a guy that you stash away in some deeper leagues, deeper PPR. He's 0% owned um, as they try to figure out their tight end situation without Irv Smith. It could be that they go with three wide receiver sets and he could be the beneficiary there. Number five on this list, I was disappointed to see, obviously, the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick because I think this guy would have had a better stat line on Sunday and a better outlook going forward, but I still like the idea of stashing Diami Brown. Uh, he's 2% owned. Now, I do think with Heineke under center, McLaurin still should be okay. Uh, not too worried there. I think he's more of a high-end two now than a, than a low-end one. Um, but, and then you're going to see Logan Thomas and potentially McKissick get a little bump as well. But Brown, only 2% owned. He was clear, far, and away. Uh, the the next guy behind McLaurin as far as snaps he is uh he played all but four snaps for Washington and that's big time for a rookie so Diami Brown is on this list as well so wide receivers again 
Uh, my top five overall, Shepard is 39% owned. Mooney is 48% owned. Tim Patrick, Pascal, those guys are under 5% owned. And then Elijah Moore, those deeper league ads, Cedric Wilson, Alan, Alan Lazard, KJ Hamler, KJ Osborne, and Diami Brown routes out the top five of the deep league ads. Moving on to the tight ends. These are some different names than I thought I'd be talking about today. I did have this guy as my third white, uh, my third tight end uh, as a potential streaming waiver wire sniping uh, pick last week, but he moves to the top of the list for me. It's Cole Komet, 34% owned. The Bears are going up against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Komet played about 75% of the snaps, which is great to see with Jimmy Graham still in there in town. He had seven targets, five receptions for 42 yards. Uh, and I thought he looked good. There were some other opportunities for him as well that they didn't really cash in on that I think he could add an even bigger game. So he's my top streaming tight end option as far as the guys that are readily available in your leagues. My number two tight end ad is actually Adam Troutman, which is going to be different than a lot of what you've, you're hearing about probably with the Juwan Johnson hype train, You know him getting in the end zone and everything was great. But Johnson only played 19% of the snaps. Troutman played 82 percent or 82 percent of those snaps and was still running routes quite a bit so troutman 11 percent owned at carolina um i like i like Komet a bit more um but then adam Trout will be my number two ad number three on this ad if you're looking from a pure streamer he might actually be better for than troutman this week um his snap percentage was pretty even with fellow teammate daniel parham but jared cook 26 percent owned i talked about him on the waiver wire sniping podcast cook is going to be in the shootout there it's gonna be the highest over under of the week for sure dallas and the chargers in la cook is definitely a, a high a high targeted streaming option this week um, so if you're looking for a pure streamer it's probably commit cook troutman but if i'm looking for just ads those streamer types i'll go commit troutman cook um, for, as far as the tight end hierarchy goes my waiver wire uh number four i wanted to put this guy on here i didn't have five tight ends but i did have one more it's blake it's blake jarwin uh, with Michael Gallup out, I think Cedric Wilson should see some decent uh, snaps and targets, but hope maybe Jarwin will get a little bit more love in week two. He was splitting with Dalton Schultz just a bit, uh, but Jarwin's working his way back from that injury, so that could be part of it. He's only 15% owned, so in a maybe in a deeper league, that could be a guy that you're looking to stash. Uh, so some stash and deep league ads. A stash candidate for me is Evan Ingram. I don't expect him to play in week two, but I have some names as far as some potential draft candidates. Uh, that if you were starting one of those guys, maybe you're streaming Jared Cook, Evan Ingram only 37% owned should definitely be added because uh, I think he can be a top 12 tight end when he's out there. A couple of deeper league names of the tight end present position, Tyler Conklin for the Minnesota Vikings. He's only 5% owned. He was a clear receiving option as far as the tight end goes for the Minnesota Vikings. Again, Minnesota threw the ball a lot. So I don't know that volume will be there, but if you're in deeper leagues, two tight end leagues, that's a guy that if he's not already owned, he should be. And then super deep, 0% owned, uh, James Oshak Hennessy. James O'Shaughnessy from the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, the dude ran 44 routes on 56 pass attempts. This is a team that's going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, now, I believe it was Manhurts is the one who scored the touchdown as far as the tight ends go for Jacksonville, but O'Shaughnessy should should be the, the tight end to own as of right now. Uh, in Jacksonville. So if you're in super deep leagues, um, that guy is a guy that could be available. So go go uh, dig deep, bottom of the barrel for that one. few drop candidates at tight end. I do have these for you. Mike Kosicki, 84% owned. I don't know what the hell was up going on with his snap percentage. He only got one target in that game. Um, it was definitely concerning. Uh, I, this isn't a straight just drop across the board, uh, but 84% owned, you could look to uh if there's another guy maybe, maybe none of these guys like i would take 
Gusecki still uh, over Komet. But if there's somebody out there, like maybe a Jonu Smith, maybe Gronk uh, wasn't drafted in your leagues, I might look to pivot to those guys right now. No, no need to wait. Keep in mind, Miami did not have Will Fuller as well. So there's one more mouth to feed uh, for the Miami Dolphins. So Gasicki, I'm a little bit worried about. Last two candidates for me, Gerald Everett, 66% owned. I know he hit pay dirt, but he was right there uh, with Dillisley as far as pretty much targets and snaps and routes. And, you know, so I'm a little bit concerned about Gerald Everett. I would drop Gerald Everett for Cole Komet uh, or a streaming option like Cook or Troutman this week. Um, I, I just don't really love what I saw from him in week one. If you want to wait out, I totally get it. It's not, again, not an auto drop uh, by any means, but uh, that's one candidate. And then Austin Hooper is the last one. I featured him on the waiver wire sniping article I, uh, podcast. I thought that he was going to be the, my favorite tight end streamer this week. He's 53% on, so he's right on that edge. But man, three three catches in that first drive and then done. No more targets, no more looks. Uh, David Njoku was out there uh, with 70-plus receiving yards. Brian's still in the mix there for that tight end group. So it it's a, it should be a lot of – there should be opportunities for Cleveland this week. But he's a guy that at 53% owned, again, if there's somebody else that – Maybe is a little bit over the ownership threshold that wasn't mentioned here. That's available. Even Cole Komet, I would I would make that swap right now. Just a just a little bit disappointing for what we saw from Austin Hooper uh, against Kansas City in Week One. So um, still fine holding these guys, but just a note as far as if you're looking to pivot to another tight end. So that's it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. The waiver wire is uh, is upon us already. Again, I would preach preach a little bit of patience unless it's Mitchell. Uh, I might just kind of dial it back a bit, but uh, never hurts to also look on your on your waiver wire just to see if there's anybody else that snuck through that's still out there. I use a 50% threshold, so there could be some guys available in your league that you might want to take a peek at. But otherwise, if these are the same guys that you're looking at, everyone we talked about today, I might kind of sit back just a bit uh, and see who is dropped, who's panicking already. And then even if nobody is, you can still go out there and maybe pick up a Pascal or a KJ Hamler for free. Um, Maybe even Tony Jones Jr., these guys that won't be as sought after. But uh, appreciate you guys checking out the show. Going to be back here tomorrow on the Warzone Network. Jerry and Memphis holding it down. I will be back here Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, covering starts and sits and answering your questions. So come join me. Let's have some fun. 7 p.m. Eastern time Thursday. I'll catch you then.